Hearts always hunger for 
Joy, Lord, there's no greater joy. 
you, everyone. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome to fall. Welcome to an extra hour of sleep. Welcome to a wonderful life that we live. And you might think, have you seen the news lately? It's not so wonderful, but oh, yes, because we're going to be converting a cruise ship into a battleship. That is our goal for today. Last week, we had talked about ships, and basically the ships don't sink because of the water that's around them. Ships will sink because of the water that gets in them. And we have determined that the ship is our faith, God is the captain, and the water is the world around us trying to sink the ship. Now that we have our faith strengthened up, and we will prevent the worries of this world around us, eating away at the ship. The question is, what kind of a ship are we sailing in? Is it a cruise ship or is it a battleship? There's a story about a poor guy who died. Much to his surprise, he was sentenced not to heaven, but to Satan's domain. Before he was admitted, however, he was interviewed by Satan himself. It's pretty bad down there, isn't it? asked the man. Not at all, said Satan. You're surrounded by people who know how to enjoy life. Each day we have a theme. Monday, for example, is party day. We party around the clock. Tuesday is alcohol day. It's an open bar. You can take whatever you want. Wednesday is tobacco day. We have the finest Havana cigars and the best cigarette blends around. Well, the guy was pretty brightened up and he says, Hey, I'm sold. Let me in. They let him in the gate and he promptly falls into a fiery pit where he's prodded by a nasty looking thing with a pitchfork. Hey, he cried. What happened to those theme days? <laughs> Today is Thursday. Satan giggles. Thursday we tell lies. <laughs> If you expect Satan to tell you the truth, it ain't going to happen. But he thinks that his truth is gold, and he will try to convince people that his is the way to be. You know, the, the sad thing about it, though, is that according to a Harris poll that was taken a few years ago, more than one-third of adults worry a lot about not having enough money or health insurance. However, only 10% feel that they will go to hell. While the majority of the Americans believe in heaven, most of them actually don't believe in hell. And that's, you know, heaven's for real, hell is for real. God talks about it in the, throughout the scriptures. You look at it, especially in the book of Revelation. People need to realize that, you know what, your spirituality is going to be very important because you will be up one place or the other. We prefer to be up there because down there is not a good place at all. No matter what people might say, it is not a good place. Billy Graham believes that 97% of Christ followers are what he calls carnal Christians. They are saved and are going to heaven, but they live their lives just like the rest of the folks in our culture. There's no discernible difference in other words, they actually focus on themselves and their personal needs, wants, and desires. Is that thing pretty loud? Okay, it sounds like it was distorted. It's a little distorted. 
don't mean to interrupt here. Maybe if I just turn mine down a little bit, I think I'm probably a little bit too loud. All right. Hopefully you can still hear me outside yet and that's still coming through good and clear. All right. As Bill Graham was talking about, most of them would never say that they want the church to be their cruise ship. Because you see, it's all about me, my needs, my wants, my desires. Let's admit it. One hour on Sunday is plenty for me. All of us, to some degree, secretly desire most everything about us to be about us. So today, I want us to relate to the ship. Do we consider the church a cruise ship? Do we consider the church a battleship? Is it my church? Is it your church? Is it our church? Or is it God's church? There's so many things to look at it. Because you see, this really is God's church. I mean, I know people will say, yeah, but my grandparents built this church. And my aunts and uncles were involved in building the church. But it still belongs to God. Peter's words are an inspiring reminder of what the church is supposed to be called. In 1 Peter 2.9 it says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Many congregations will come together on Sunday and spend an hour or two together. They'll walk out the doors of their worship facility, having never known the presence of God in that place. A lot of times you go into these church places and it's all about the show. It's all about what they could do to make it fun and exciting. But you see, I know, I know God wants us to have fun and exciting things in our lives, but that's not worship is supposed to be about. Worship is supposed to be about humbling ourselves to God and worshiping Him. In their life, someone else is in charge and not God. There will be many churches that will gather together Sunday after Sunday with some dominating personality in church. Now, one thing that bothers me to a degree is that some people will say, well, I come to church because it's George's church and, and George does the preaching and George is such a wonderful preacher and that's why I go to that church because he's such a great preacher. That's not why you're supposed to be here. That's not why you're supposed to go to church. You're supposed to go to church to hear the word of God. Because God's supposed to be in command, not George in that particular situation. There'll be hundreds and even thousands of churches. They will be singing songs on any given Sunday. But they won't have the idea that Jesus is in charge. It never even crosses their minds. We're supposed to give Jesus the credit. And the praise belongs to God. In 1 Peter 1, 3 through 5, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through the faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. It is God who builds the house. It is God who is in command. Psalm 127. Hey, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders build in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Sons are a heritage from the Lord, children are a reward from him. See, God's in control of the building. He's in charge of the labor. This is God's house. And this is God's ship. If you want to be on a ship and you're going to be on a cruise ship, I'll tell you what. It's going to be like the first two or three days that we talked about earlier when that guy is going to not go to heaven. The themes are going to be wonderful. It's a lazy ship. You get up in the morning, you go to the deck. Hey, the cruise ship is like eat, drink, and be merry. It's almost like getting up in the morning and deciding whether to grab your phone and look on Facebook or grab your phone and maybe go to the Bible that's on your app, on your phone. Which is more exciting? I'd be willing to bet that for most people, getting on Facebook first thing in the morning is more exciting than reading the Bible. They're on the cruise ship because they want excitement and fun. Or they want to see what other people are doing. In Romans 13 it says, And do this understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. Because our salvation is nearer now than what we first believed. The night is nearly over. The dark is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immortality or debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. You see, the difference between a cruise ship and a battleship is exactly that, the desires of the flesh. When you're on the cruise ship, it's all about me. It's all about myself. It's all about what I can get on this ship. It's about how I'm going to be treated. I'm going to be like royalty on this ship. That is the cruise ship. And that's the way I want to live my life. It's kind of a sad fact. You know, and I always emphasize the fact that, you know, people are watching. People are listening. Gandhi famously said, I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. 
You see, Gandhi admired Jesus, but found it difficult to reconcile how the Christians in his life seemed to represent Jesus so poorly. How well do we represent Jesus? Think about those words. I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. We're Jesus' ambassadors. People are watching, and we need to reach out to people as well. We must carefully and lovingly examine the common barriers that stand between the real Jesus and the people's false impressions of him. It's time to think about what ship we want to be on. Do we want to be on the cruise ship or do we want to be on the battleship? Dr. David Ireland, he's a senior pastor of Christ Church in New Jersey. He shares how our faith should be God-centered and not self-centered. And he outlines a couple of the differences between the cruise ship and the battleship. On a cruise ship, the mentality is vacation. It's all about me. Hey, I'm here to relax. I must be served by the crew. And prayer is a bother. It's a pastime. But on a battleship, we are at war. It's all about God. We are here to fight. We are the crew. Prayer is a necessity. And a cruise ship docks during the wartime while the battleship sails during the wartime. I think it's about time that we take the cruise ship, bring it into dock and reform it, make it into a battleship. There's a song that's sung by Matthew West. As a matter of fact, Juliana's going to sing that a little bit later. It's entitled, The Truth Be Told. And I like part of it because it basically describes Almost the difference between a cruise ship and a battleship. He says, there's a sign on the door that says, come as you are. But I doubt it. Because if we lived like that was true, every Sunday morning the pews would be crowded. But didn't you say the church should look more like a hospital? A safe place for the sick, the sinner, the scarred, and the prodigals like me? That's the battleship. The battleship is no paradise, I can tell you that. But the battleship is out there protecting us and helping other people who are in need. There should be no more cruising. It's time for red alert. It's time for everybody to get to their stations. Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. The battleship is ready to go, and God will be there for us. The medical bay is on standby. There are people who are in need. Mark talks about the people who are in need. When he sat down and eat with the sinners, when Jesus did, in Mark chapter 2, verses 13 through 17, once again, Jesus went outside beside the lake. A large crowd came to him, and he began to teach them. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Elpheus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. 
Follow me, Jesus told him. And Levi got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples. For there were many who followed him. When the teachers of the law, who were the Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing them, Jesus said to them, It is not the healthy who need the doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. This is why it's so important to please God instead of man, to be on God's side instead of man. You know, mankind will let you down. God will not let you down. Mankind will steer you in a wrong direction. God will not steer you in the right direction. He's in charge of the battleship, and he will take us to where we need to go. Mankind will despise you if you do something wrong. And yet God says, I will still love you even if you do something wrong because you are my child. That's why it's recorded in 2 Timothy 2. Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Jason Rowe, a evangelist, said, We don't need the church to be a cruise ship raising up tourists. We need the church to be a battleship raising up warriors. It happened to be this time of year also back in 1516 when Martin Luther put the 95 Theses on the wall and the church proclaiming the 95 things that were wrong with the church at the time. The church, Martin Luther, built a warrior, built a battleship, and that battleship sent sail that day. When he put the 95 theses on the wall, he got the, he got the battleship going, and he was going out for battle because the things had to be corrected. And he made sure they were corrected. Thus, the Lutheran Reformation began on October 31, 1516. Seems like a long time ago. But the battleship will not give up. The battleship must always be ready to go. There are people who are there who are constantly rebuilding and restructuring and repairing the battleship because, yes, it does incur damage. When you're out there fighting, when you're out there battling the, the forces of nature, the forces of the mankind, there will be damages and there will be problems. But I tell you what, this ship will not sink because the hull, as we talked about last week, is the faith of God. God's faith is strengthening the hull. God's faith is strengthening us for the battle. And we will continue to progress forward. That's why it's so important that when we as church people, we as church councilmen, we as, as a united church people need to realize, okay, what is our goal? What is our objective? Are we a cruise ship or are we a battleship? 
What is our mission? What are we here for? Those are questions that we need to answer as a church, as a community. And this is probably something I should be talking about next Monday, next Sunday when we have our annual meeting. What is the goal and the mission of the church? Just to gather every Sunday, sing a few songs and go home? Is that the goal of the church? Is that our mission? Are we a cruise ship? Or are we a battleship? Some very tough words to think about. But there are two. Just, I mean, you look at the front of, the, of your bulletin, there's two ships on there. You got the battleship, which I happened to find was the USS South Dakota, which I thought was kind of cool. Then you got the very colorful cruise ship. Which one looks more enticing? The cruise ship, doesn't it? The cruise ship looks more fun. It's full of lights. It's full of glamour. It's, it's like awesome. The battleship doesn't look very exciting, does it? It looks pretty gray and dull and pretty warrior-like. And so how do we live out our lives? Do we live our lives out to the glory of the desires of the flesh, or are we out there being a warrior for Jesus Christ? I want to read Psalm 20. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. May we shout for joy over victory and lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant you all your requests. Now, this I know. The Lord gives victory to his anointed. He answers him from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. Lord, give victory to the king. Answer us when we call. Look at verse 7. Isn't there really a true distinction there between the cruise ship and the battleship right there in that one sentence? Some trust in chariots and some in horses, basically trusting in the desires of mankind and the cruise ship, basically. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. That is our battleship. And what is our mission? It is to go out to help and save people. Go ye therefore make, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That is what we're supposed to be doing. And I tell you what, the battleship that's out there is waiting to set sail. The battleship is ready to save people. That is our goal and our objective in life. And now, you need to answer the question on a personal level. Are you, as an individual, on a cruise ship or a battleship? The answer is found in the view of our God. Among his many roles, God is the general. 
Let's not forget that. We have choices to make in life. The battleship, the cruise ship. God doesn't want us to suffer. He wants us to live out our lives. Also, we should not live our lives in fear. Because if we live our lives in fear, we're not fully trusting in God. I realize that we want to live out our lives for as much as we possibly can. It may happen, it may not happen. We don't know. In this time of age in which we got everything going on with this COVID-19, this coronavirus, this thing that's disrupting so many people in our lives, I can only ask the question, have you lived out your life to the fullest? If you have, then God bless you. A lot of people have gotten the virus and have lived without a problem. Some 219,000 people across the United States have died from the coronavirus. A lot of them, I don't know what the number is, have other underlying issues. Basically, the COVID was the last straw on the camel's back. I always say, be ready. You don't know when your life is going to be taken from you. It might not be from COVID-19. It might be from something else. You can get hit by a car walking across the street. We had a guy in Groton, south of Groton. He's out working in his field, putting up the fence. Goes to his pickup because he wants to rest for a little bit. He's going to only be there for about 10 minutes. And after about 20 minutes, the kids went back to the pickup and found him dead from a massive heart attack. He was my age, 58. At least he lived what, what he loved to do. We should be doing the same thing, living what we love to do. Don't live in fear. But at the same time, make sure that our captain is the captain of a battleship in our lives. Because God's in control of our lives. God says, come and follow me. Take your yoke and put it upon me. I will give you the rest. All you got to do is ask and come to me. In a little bit, we're going to take Holy Communion. It's the bonding between you and God. The body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, shed for you, for each one of us. Our sins are forgiven because that's how much God loves us. Oh, yes. Being a church, being a Christian is not an easy task. The disciples had all kinds of issues. They were challenged by so many things in their lives. Most of them, all but one, basically were killed in one way, shape, form, or another. But Paul was one who never gave up the race. Even in prison, he never gave up the battle. Paul was the ultimate battleship of all time. Paul was there battling for the Christian people. Of course, Jesus is the battle of all time. I should you know, point that out. But as far as Regular human beings, I'm talking about Paul, the Apostle, the Apostle Paul, who did so much for us, wrote so much of the New Testament. 
The time is here. The time is now. Be ready. Be prepared because God loves you and he wants you on his battleship. The USS God Almighty. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And may you all have a wonderful day. God bless you. Amen. At this time, we'll go ahead and, and gather the offering. And Juliana's going to sing for us that, that lovely song that uh, Matthew West had, uh, had sung.
say I'm fine, yeah, I'm fine, oh, I'm fine, hey, I'm fine, but I'm not. I'm broken, and when it's out of control, I say it's under control, but it's not. And you know it, I don't know why it's so hard to admit it, when being honest is the only way to fix it. There's no failure, no fall, there's no sin you don't already know So let the truth be told